The Carolina Outdoors is in session. Step on in. The listening is fine. Bill Barty, longtime host of the Carolina Outdoors and outfitter at Jesse Brown's Outdoors. Wes Lawson, main designate of the State Department Travel Advisory Program, helping people travel safely and educated, whether it be domestically or globally, over at Jesse Brown's. We're talking about fall because we are all the way into fall mm-hmm. uh, in the Carolina outdoors. And what does that mean? I just saw it uh, through the Charlotte Five. Melissa Oler had its pumpkin picking season in Charlotte. PSL is what she called. It's not Carolina's Panthers permanent seat licenses. It's pumpkin spice lattes. PSL. So where can you go pick Pumpkins, we'll be talking about this for the next one month, I'm sure. Our friends down at the Bush and Vine Farm in York, South Carolina, they've got pumpkins. You can pick them. Pick them yourself. Pumpkins greater than five pounds are 59 cents a pound. Where else? You can head north. Mooresville. Kerrigan Farms has their own pumpkin patch. Pay to pick. If you're in Rock Hill, Cherry Place Farm, that's a good place to go get some pumpkins, as well as the Hall Family Farm in Lancaster. Hodges Family Farm right here off of Rocky River Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. In Midland, Riverbend Farm. You can head that way. Uh, Children ages 2 and younger can pick for free, and pumpkins are 40 cents a pound. We're going to post all this on how's our a, Facebook How's a page. child younger than two going to pick a pumpkin? <laughs> I think that is the big, that's the hard part. I, let me, I got two more. Lineburgers Maple Springs Farm in Dallas, North Carolina. You can call them for pricing information. And the Hunter Farm in Weddington. Um, it's $10 for ages two and older. Cost includes a tractor-pulled wagon trip to the animal barn to visit and learn about Farm animals. You had me at tractor pull. <laughs> tractor pull means something else where I come from. It's like the mud sling. <laughs> but that's a wagon trip anyway. Bill Barty on this side, Wes Lawson on that side. That is what fall represents here in the Carolinas. It's pumpkin picking season. Uh, and there's a little bit of work, but we have plenty of opportunity We invite you to head over to the Jesse Brown's Facebook page where we'll have this article so you can pick what pumpkin patch you head to. (laughs) The other thing that we started off the last segment talking a little bit about is the change in our habits, the habits that we have developed over the summer, the vacation, the being out of school, being uh, at home a whole lot more than we have in the past year and a half. changing because of the cooler weather and fishing and especially fly fishing has been so important to us at jesse brown's outdoors we have the guide program that is ongoing where we meet our clients on the river we meet them on the river of choice all the equipment is provided and the instruction and entry the gateway if you will into the sport of fly fishing occurs but many times you need a bigger group It's not just one-on-one or two-on-one with your guide. It may be a family. Mm -hmm. It may be a work group, a team-building exercise, or a gift from a vendor. And, Wes Lawson, I'm going to bring you in right now because you have been doing that, leading the charge 
along with Dave Bergman at Jesse Brown's, with fly fishing days through Jesse Brown's. That's right. And, you know, if if you are interested in one of these kind of one, two, or three person angler trips, now is the time to book those. Dave is busy on the rivers making memories, catching fish, having a good time. These are great experiences to offer to friends, family, and loved ones, especially if they like learning new things, trying new things, being outside. And it's completely okay that they've never done this. That's a great place to start. Um, So these corporate groups, for lack of a better term, are, um, in this case, it's a client relation management process. So we're hosting an event for somebody to show his clients how much he cares for them instead of going to play golf uh, instead of going on a skeet shoot or a dove shoot it's a day learning to fish Um, and so 14 people 14 anglers hit the water most probably 12 had never done it before so how is fly fishing different than conventional fishing working on the cast which is fun it's fun to do that for the first time it's fun to do it for the one millionth time how to fight the fish, how to land the mm-hmm. fish, how to hold the fish for that epic fish picture, and then release that fish back in the water. And these are big striped bass, aggressive fish, big, pretty brim, bass. I mean, this is a lot of fun. You know, smallmouth bass, kind of a hybrid bass, and largemouth are two pretty different fish. They look really different, and they fight, both fight fun, but it's a different kind of experience. So we're taking you out on the water for the day, lunch, soft drinks, refreshment, all that kind of stuff included, for a lot of fun doing something totally different during the work week. I want to ask you about that, and I'm going to hone in on the fly fishing component of it. And listeners to the Carolina Outdoors oftentimes hear us talk about and promote fly fishing. It's a large part of the business at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, the local outfitter, the local fly shop here in Charlotte over in the Sharon Corners shopping center the upstairs outdoor and fly fishing store if you will also jessebrowns.com fly fishing such a big deal but golf sometimes may make some people's bucket list or maybe some sporting clays shooting a, a shotgun may make a bucket list but fly fishing is right in there alongside with that wish list of life that many people come into the jesse brown's location and talk about others hiking the Appalachian Trail, summiting Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, you know, you know, taking a, a, a trip to Europe, yeah, and fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what, is it, what is it about that sport that makes it make a life bucket list and then going back to the larger group days of fly fishing – Is it the lower barrier of entry? It's a gift, and uh, you have an accountability to show up for your workmates or vendor mates? I think it's all of that. You know, fly fishing is very accessible romance. It it looks fun. It's sort of this poetry in motion. Um, It makes you think of Robert Frost and Two Roads Diversion, Yellow Wood, and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Um, And, you know, a lot of people make them think of Brad Pitt shadow casting somewhere in in Montana and all this kind of stuff. But really, it's, it's... fun to watch it's fun to do and you are you are immersed in the nature around you it's also not nearly as expensive or nearly as painful you know you hear people talk about hiking the Appalachian Trail and all I can think of is man that sounds painful or (laughs) you know summoning one of the major peaks man that sounds painful and you've got to 
prepare for it. You've got oxygen tanks and, you know, acclimatization, all this kind of stuff. This is this is at our level. We're getting out there. We're learning something that maybe we can then make into a hobby or a lifestyle or we can do again with other loved ones. Um, and that's just fun because it really does go from being a hobby to a lifestyle for a lot of people. Um, just like skiing and snowboarding can, uh, fishing for sure can, especially fly fishing. But then from this sort of group setting, you know, golf is typically foursomes. If you have a fifth person, well, you need to have a whole nother. You got to have two more, you know, another mm-hmm. foursome. Um, and even then, you know, you're only getting back together at the halfway house for the 19th hole to kind of compare notes. The way we're doing these, you can move around very easily. Uh, interact, you know, share pictures or, you know, who has the big fish, who has the little fish, that kind of stuff. That's just fun. It's very interactive. But you, if you want to make it solitary, you can. If you want to be in the group, you can. It's it's just it's whatever you want to make it, and we're here to help you do that. And that, that for us is just a, a whole lot of fun. And tell me about this. I'm going to read some of these off, but then I, I want to ask you about a specific one. And I have a list of, of things during the Fly Fishing Day with Jesse Browns. If you're just joining us, I'm Bill Barty. The voice you hear right over there is Wes Lawson talking fly fishing. So, Wes, here's the breakdown. Introduction to the sport. That's pretty much explaining the yeah. sport and how fly fishing is different from conventional fishing. Yeah. From our view... All fishing is good. That's right. Fly fishing just has this different added uh, component that you really just mentioned. It's delivery of the lure. Um, The equipment and the lures or flies are Mm -hmm. talked about. Casting and the hook set. But tell me about this part. The fish fight. Yeah. Because um, you don't necessarily have to use the fish to learn and in fact you and and dave bergman i think it may be his exercise in letting anglers and other participants become the fish fighter that's right and the fish that's right yeah so you know if uh first of all you know fly fishing is is excellent conservation because it is pretty much always geared towards catch and release and the flies are easier for that you can certainly catch and release in traditional fishing that's no question um but yeah so one of the ways we introduce this to novices is or if they're new to this style of fishing um is you have a a buddy system and one person is the is the angler with the rod and the reel other person's holding on to the line runs out a good distance and it's a it's a back and forth some exercises involved yeah well because you know a fly rod (laughs) and the ones that we're using for this particular lesson are nine foot fly rods so it's a nine foot whip basically antenna and it's got a lot of play on the end, and you're using the physics to help either fight the fish, to bring them closer, to let them run a little bit. And if you don't do the physics the right way, the fish can snap off. You can break your rod. You can break your line. Um, but maybe you could also direct them around an obstruction that you can or cannot see. And you want to do that all in a way that's fun for you and safe for the fish. But it's also how you how we set the hook, because in some of these bigger fish, we're not lifting the rod straight up or off to the side, we're doing a strip set where you're holding the line in your hand and pulling hard to hook the fish. And this depends on what species we're going for, but we would cover that species specific so that you do have more success. Wow. You know, you just opened up a whole nother thing, the hook set, because if you're a saltwater, if you're, if you are a freshwater fisherman, a trout fisherman, That's right. if you will, 
Um, and everybody knows, you know, you're in the moving water of a river, casting and using the uh, the current to carry your lure or fly. And when the fish takes the fly, you raise the rod, which helps set the hook. If you use that same uh, technique in Charleston or in the Keys or in the Bahamas, it's bad news because you're pulling the fly directly away from the fish instead of hook uh, setting the hook. Yeah, and you'll get yelled at. You'll you'll you'll, you'll feel real bad about <laughs> it. It's embarrassing, <laughs> and you know better. It's this whole thing. Um, yeah. So with saltwater, you're you're actually pulling with your hand. You're pulling the line with your hand. Sometimes two, three, four times to really set that hook in. Um, and you know, and there are situations, Bill, in in freshwater fishing where we don't bring the rod up. We bring it aggressively to the side in some cases also to for a, a hook set there. So it really does matter how we do that but yeah we'll play we play a little tug of war for a few minutes so people feel how this works so they know what to do but just how much aggression you have to use to set that hook it's more than you think wow well anyway i guess people can contact us at jesse brown's yeah. outdoors if they are interested in booking a program for for them whether it be one-on-one whether it be two people with one guide or whether it be a larger group that wants to learn about fly fishing and we've done large larger families um on the river and that's fun yeah our our caveat to that is is don't hold back let's talk about it so we can manage everybody's expectations that we hope to exceed um you know with a small group there's a lot we can do with a bigger group we have to break things up a little bit we'll have two guides with you make it a good time but you know the big takeaway here is if you want to take people fly fishing let us take you. Let us help you. It'll be a lot of fun. We want you in the sport that you can enjoy for your lifetime, the brand new sport of fly fishing. Hey, on another note, we're going to invite everybody over to Jesse Brown's Outdoors for Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. The date, October 14th, the time from 6 p.m. to 8. Come hear your neighbor's adventure. We have three great new community storytellers, participants that are going to share their story First off, Scott Von Cannon. He's going to be with us next week on the Carolina Outdoors. His story, A Day Goodbye. Second is going to be Lauren Perdue Britt. She's going to tell the story, The Gold. And lastly, Woody Connett is going to tell the story of 50 Summits, all at Jesse Brown's October 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. We're going to take a quick break and come back, and we're going to talk about one of the most visited state parks and areas in the Charlotte area, Crowder's Mountain, right after this. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.